This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. All right, some money in politics. We got Liz Peek, Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist. We got Steve Moore from FreedomWorks, Comedian Unleashed Prosperity Hotline, and his WABC radio host of More Money on many of these same radio stations. Welcome back, kids. Liz Peek, what is this anti-Semitism on college campuses? And the fancier the school, the more anti-Semitism. I mean, I don't get it. I mean, honestly, I don't get it. I went to one of those schools, too. So did you. But really? I mean, really? Is this the best they can do? And these college presidents have feet of clay, and they're afraid to say anything, Liz Pig? Well, I think they are. Uh, and the reason is that this is not something new. This has been blossoming for, I would say, two decades, maybe, uh, where... Basically, the Palestinian-Israeli conflict has become an issue on college campuses where left-wing foreign uh, policy professors are basically taking the side of Palestine. I mean, it's very simple. Israel's the bad guy. They are the oppressor. They're keeping millions of people uh, in, in bondage, in effect, in Gaza and the West Bank. And this has become an anti-Semitic trope, if you will, but it's really horrifying to me, Larry, as it is to you, and, and it has gone unchecked. When Elon Omar talks about, it's all about the Benjamins, talking about why we support Israel, young people take that to heart, and they say, well, why are we supporting Israel? Not because it's a democracy, not because we are longtime allies of this only democracies in the, democracy in the Middle East, but rather because our world is controlled by Jews. This is a dangerous thing, Larry, mm. and Frankly, it's probably a good thing that we are seeing this in action uh, because now people are alert to it, and yet it has been there. It's a cancer, and it's been growing in Europe and in the United States. Yeah, put it out in the open. That's an interesting uh, angle, Liz. Get it out in the open so it can be smashed down. Keep it from uh, the sort of substatus that it's had. But you're right. By the way, you're right about Europe. It's amazing to me. European businesses have turned anti-Semitic, don't want to do business with Israel. Yeah. It's really quite remarkable. Quite remarkable. Very disgusting. Uh, Steve Moore, you know, I don't understand this. I, I tried to watch some of the coverage, uh, Fox coverage and so forth, of these protesters. You know, Israel basically, for better or worse, and obviously for worse now, let Hamas run Gaza. 
okay? That was probably a, a mistake. But <laughs> this whole issue of colonization, Israel let them run it. And in fact, you know, we're in a sense surprised because everybody thought Hamas was busy governing uh, Gaza, if such a thing is possible. And now look what's happened. So I don't even understand that argument. Well, I just want to say that I went to the University of Illinois, which is one of those land-grant universities, and we didn't have those kind of protests. We're not one of those elitist. Uh, uh, it yes. is amazing, as Liz was saying, that the more um, elite and upscale the university, the more crazy they are on these campuses. And shame on not just the protesters. Uh, these are kids, 19, 20 years old. They don't, they're, they're, they don't know what they're doing. But I'm surprised and disappointed in the university administrations and the presidents of these colleges that they haven't really spoken out. Uh, these are the pe- same people who shout down any conservative who goes on campus, right? And and now they're allowing these kind of despicable uh, protests. Um, it, what can I say? I, it goes back to what Sarah Huckabee Sanders warned about when she gave the response to the State of the Union, that what we have is two choices in America today common sense and craziness and unfortunately the democratic party has been overtaken by a lunatic left and what's disappointing to me larry is that there are so few democrats who are willing to speak out against the crazies in their own party pathetic you know yeah, but, but remember Talib. they need youth voters and they don't have them right now young people are identifying as independents not as democrats and joe biden in particular if you look at his polling young people just aren't going to turn out for joe biden so what he should be doing right now larry is giving an oval office address attacking anti-semitism mm-hmm. making it clear mm-hmm. there is no mm-hmm. room for that in this country and talking about the history of the Holocaust and the Jewish people. I mean, I I looked at a CNN survey done maybe three or four years ago showing a third of people in Europe don't know anything about the Holocaust. Mm. An, an incredible number of Americans could not name a single uh, Nazi camp. They, they had no idea what had happened to the Jews in Europe. Why is this happening? I mean, I, I find, I'm not Jewish, but I tell you, if I were, I would be scared to death right now because all of these signals are so terrible. No, you know like what's that. amazing about this, Liz, is that it's the, you know, for the last 20 years, it's been the left that has accused the right of being Holocaust deniers. Yeah. And, you know, and they accuse us of being Nazis. Mm-hmm. And look what's happening by these kind of Nazi, uh, you know, Hamas is basically like a Nazi organization. And so many of these members of Congress in the Democratic Party and on college campuses are siding with, the, uh, with Hamas. Yeah, I like that uh, Oval speech, Oval Office speech. Uh, he, he won't do it, but that's a terrific idea. Now, there is some, you know, Liz, you got um, Bill Ackman of Harvard who fought back, and uh, the guy, um, the head of the board of the Kennedy School resigned. He was a big donor. Larry uh, Summers. See, there's a, Larry Summers, good for him. Uh, you got um, at the University of Pennsylvania, you got some big-time donors who are calling for the president's head. So, so th- that goes to your point. So it's surfaced, and there now there is a backlash, okay? And they don't want to hire kids, uh, you know, who are okay with babies' heads getting cut off. So maybe some good could possibly come from this. 
Yeah, maybe. And and again, I think it's really up to leaders. I mean, where is Chuck Schumer on this, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he he is a senator from a state that is home to more Jews than any place but Israel. Uh, they have been remarkably quiet, those New York uh, Democrats, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they should be leading right now. They should be exposing these lies, because that's what it is. And to Steve's point, the, the reality is that Hamas has been involved uh, in governing Gaza, as you point out, Larry, no mean feat, to be sure, but they have taken enormous amounts of money from the U.N. and mm-hmm. other organizations and basically turned it to creating war. This is not a group that is supportive of the Palestinian people or the welfare of the Palestinian people. I get that those, by the way, President Carter wrote a book about, uh, which basically went into the misery of the Palestinian people and, and discussed Israel as an apartheid nation. This has been a long time in the making. Uh, and, and I really think, you know, these, uh, these college campuses have spawned this misinformation that's what it is and somebody needs to really go after this and really it should be joe biden well you're saying but you're saying that hamas is not the palestinians that's a really important point that is a really important point most palestinians do not belong to hamas and so to group them together Mm. is 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 uh it is misinformation and it's a fundamental misunderstanding of the political governance over there. Hamas is just a crazy terrorist group. Uh, Palestinians, uh, that's a different uh, ball of wax altogether. It's a crazy terrorist group that is funded and supported by Iran. Mm -hmm. And I think the great missing piece in this whole discussion of the last several days has been the Biden administration literally putting a blindfold on and saying, nope, no evidence of Iran's involvement. The New York Times uh, and the Wall Street Journal have provided a lot of evidence of Iran's involvement. And yet we can't go there, Larry. Why? Because oil prices would go higher. And who does that hurt? Americans and Joe Biden's approval ratings. Yeah, you know, Steve, uh, they have, I mean, Janet Yellen gives a speech Wednesday. We haven't relaxed the sanctions. Of course they've relaxed the sanctions. That's what all the numbers show on oil production, oil sales, foreign exchange reserves. All that stuff was practically zero when Trump left office. Now they're booming. I mean, the $6 billion thing, Steve, uh, yeah, okay, let's keep it away from Iran. But that's a drop in the bucket compared to $70, $80 billion of oil sales. That's where the revenues are coming from to finance Hamas and Hezbollah. There's no doubt about that. And and look, how many times have we warned on this radio show and on Fox News and all three of us about the fact that not only has um, the the, uh, Biden anti-American energy policy uh, an uh, incredibly economically imbecilic thing to do, but that, that this is a national security threat as well. And we knew this from what happened in Russia. And with we know that uh, basically uh, the you know Russian war machine is funded with with oil dollars, which we could have denied them if we continued with the the Trump pro-drilling policy. And we also knew that that terrorist countries like Iran were, you know, where else would the money come from from Hamas than than Iran and from the petrodollars? And I estimate, you know, I think you said what number did you say? Seventy billion, Larry? Yeah, yeah, that's about what I have a piece on FoxNews.com on this. I estimated a little bit lower than that, about forty to fifty billion. But 
that's a huge amount of money that's being financed that's financing these weapons and these missiles that are being used to slaughter people so let's get back i mean if biden were serious he'd say you know what we're going to put climate change aside for a few yeah. months and we're going to drill every single barrel we can to to take money away from these terrorist groups but he simply will not do it i mean the, the trick now is to get a bipartisan group together and and they exist uh, yep. Talking to Joni Ernst about this, talking to uh, uh, Kevin Kramer about this, and rejuvenate, reimpose maximum sanctions on Iran. Okay, yeah. Trump, Trump had him close to bankrupted, so you didn't hear yep. from him. Yep. Biden never even mentioned Iran in his speech on Tuesday. I mean, the, you have a chance now to get a bipartisan group together. Uh, Richard Blumenthal wants to do it, believe it or not. Uh, with Joni Ernst and others, you know, that's what they need to do. They come back this week, reimpose maximum sanctions on Iran. Well, well, and by the way, another element of this is who is buying all that uh, sanctioned oil from Iran uh, and also from Russia? It's China, who Mm -hmm. as a result is basically acquiring energy cheaper than are almost anybody else in the world, including us right now. So this is sort of a double-barreled insult uh, to the American people, that we are not only allowing Iran to raise a lot of money this way, but it's also helping China. All right, take a quick break. Liz Peak, Fox News, Vindicated Columnist, Steve Moore, Committee to Unleash Prosperity, and his WABC radio show, More Money. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC. Larry Kudlow on 77 WABC. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. We're talking money and politics with Liz Peak, Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist, Steve Moore, Freedom Works, Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline, and the WABC radio host for more money. Uh, Steve Moore, why can't you, uh, Jim Jordan become speaker? He's got, he, he needs 50 votes, something. Why can't he get there? You know, I love Jim Jordan. I think he would be an excellent speaker. He's, uh, he's, he's outstanding. He's a great congressman. He's pro-growth. He is uh, fiscally conservative. I think he's got the toughness to do the job. I was never in favor of getting rid of McCarthy in the first place. By the way, I think mm-hmm. Scalise would have been a good uh, speaker as well. Um mm-hmm. I, I just hope it is Jordan. I, I mean, I'm so angry <laughs> at these House Republicans that they can't act, get their act together. I mean, I wrote in the hotline the other day. Look, if they can't choose a speaker, 
They don't deserve to be in the majority. This is just craziness, especially at a time of crisis. They have to get this resolved Monday. We have to get, I hope it will be Jim Jordan. Um, and, uh, this is taking way too long at a time when there's a real crisis in America, both on the budget and what's happening abroad. Uh, I don't know how you two feel about it, but this is just disgraceful. They can't, they can't get 218 votes for anyone. I think he's going to win. I'm going to buy him a jacket. <laughs> I'm going to buy him a nice jacket. Charlie Hurt said we could get him a secondhand jacket. But the thing is, Liz, you know, Jim Jordan's Hakeem Jeffries' worst nightmare. I mean, Jim Jordan founded the Freedom Caucus. Yeah. He's very conservative. He was a champion NCAA college wrestler. He doesn't let go. I mean, I think it's ironic that he would be the toughest. I mean, I didn't want to get rid of McCarthy. I like McCarthy. I also like Steve Scalise. But I also like Jim Jordan. He's an old friend, a strong conservative. Um, Steve is right. They've got to make their move on Monday. The Senate comes back, and uh, they've got work to do on Israel and budgets and all kinds of things. I mean, why not just get it done? Yeah, and, and I hope that they will. I mean, the uh, there is absolutely no excuse for not voting for Jim Jordan. He's been in Congress a long time. He's a leader. He's been a very effective uh, head of the Judiciary Committee. Uh, so I don't really know where any opposition would come from except from moderates. And I think they have to just – look, the fact that Jim Jordan signed off on Steve Scalise suggests that he understands the issue of governance. He understands – the need to bring the, uh, the the caucus together, surely he will. I, unfortunately, I read that they won't even address this issue until at least Monday night at the earliest. I think mm-hmm. it's time for them to have, display some sense of urgency. As Steve says, we are at war. We are at war at least via proxy, uh, and this is really not a time to be messing around with personality divisions, and that's kind of what it's come down to. So, And, and by the way, I, I read a really stunning article this morning about bond markets and uh, funding our, our national debt and so forth. If, if people aren't paying attention to this, Larry, this yeah. debt issue and deficit issue is not minor. This is huge. And at some point, you know, there are a lot of people who just think we're never going to solve this problem and that we have really big, big financial problems ahead as interest rates keep going up. And it's hard to argue with that. So... You know, Republicans have to take, uh, you know, hold of Congress. They have to push aggressive spending cuts and show the American people that they know what they're doing. You know, Steve, I can't wait to see Jim Jordan in the Oval Office negotiating <laughs> with Joe Biden. I mean, what a treat that would be. Jim Jordan, Joe Biden. It's Biden's worst nightmare. That's one yeah, of the he- things that I really like about this. Me too. He's a fighter. He's a wrestler. Did you know that, yes. Larry? He's a wrestler. Ever, <laughs> Wrestlers know how to see, fight. You ever see a college wrestling match? They they don't give up. They don't give up. I mean, it's and really so, interesting. Right. And uh, look, there's what worries me is that there's now talk, uh, chatter about some of the moderates possibly making a deal with uh, the Democrats and having some kind of weird coalition governance of the house which would be a horrific idea uh and so we that all the more reason to get this done and uh liz is so right that you know what's happening right now with the fiscal situation in washington people really should be paying attention this is as serious as a heart attack out of control government spending 
with interest payments now becoming the fastest component of the debt. And those higher interest rates are affecting everything. I mean, mortgages now, yeah, I was just reading the other day and doing these calculations that, you know, you, you buy a median uh, value home in America today, your mortgage payments each month are going to be at about $2,000 higher a month, Larry, than they were under Trump because mm-hmm. of these higher interest rates. Mm-hmm. Well, just get moving. What do you think you'll do first, uh, Steve? What's the highest priority? I mean, they'll have they a supplement- get a budget. Yeah, they got to finish the budget off, right? That's and they got to get the appropriations bills. One thing I like that uh, that uh, both Scalise and Jordan have been talking about is some penalty. They, they've got to basically say, if, "Look, if you don't get the appropriations bills done, nothing else gets done." You know, by a certain date, then nothing else gets done until these appropriations bills get done. If this has been uh, the the pattern now for twenty years, where we don't we haven't even been passing real budgets, Larry. Mm. Well, he'll stop. He will try. He will try to stop an omnibus bill. But you know, he's been he's been a good citizen. I mean, he's not a crazy person. He's done a good job on the Judiciary Committee. Great and job. He voted for the debt bill. He voted for the CR. Okay, not all conservatives did, obviously. So, Liz, you know, I think Jim Jordan be a good citizen, and it's his time. That's just yeah. the way it works out. That's my point, and, and I, th- I think he has a sense of what's necessary right now. And, and by the way, I, I never thought Steve Scalise was going to make it across the threshold. If they didn't like McCarthy, they weren't going to like Steve Scalise. I mean, mm. these conservatives are pretty dug in, uh, and I have to say, as much as I am furious about what's going on, because, oh, my gosh, Republicans have such an opportunity to have a blowout election in 2024 we do not nikki haley said something very smart which is you have chaos from the democrat party on the border on inflation on so many things we de- we can't fight chaos with republican chaos and i think that's totally right. right right all right well let's get moving save america that's yeah. what we're gonna have to do thank you ever so much liz peak and steve moore folks i'm kudlow great pleasure today we will be back next weekend Thank you.